Well, if you listen to conservative radio, you'll definitely hear a lot of talk about psyops. Hello and welcome to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast about video games, anime, movies, entertainment, life, a little bit of everything in between. Uh, with me today is the one and only man who decided to hide his identity from his church. Nick, how you doing, Nick? Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't want them to know my real identity because then they would know that I'm a cult leader. Um, and, um, yeah, they don't really respond very well to cult leaders. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to hide my identity, but I'll be revealing myself when I take the church over and, uh, all will be made, will be made manifest. So I'm just getting a lot of, uh, Far Cry 5 vibes, you know, but, uh, Texas. So I guess Waco vibes. Ooh, okay. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> uh we're not that uh, far from Waco. I mean, we're, we're pretty far, but we're not that far from Waco. In the grand uh, scheme of things, you're a lot closer than me. That's for sure. It's funny because uh, like Waco is like a pretty good sized town. So that where all that happened is, I mean, it's nearest to Waco, but it's like pretty good little ways away from, from there. I don't know if this thing's grown out to that spot, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, David Suresh. <laughs> that is my Koresh. <laughs> my name is David Koresh. My, my, uh, my brother he got this shirt and it's, uh, it's just like, I don't really know how to put it. It's one of those, it's like a style that was kind of popular in the nineties. It's a white shirt with a black ink drawing. And it's like, and it's, it has a, a, a stylized drawing of David Koresh and, um, some, and like the compound. And it says something like, it's like, he's smiling. He's got like an AK 47 in his hand. It's like Davy Koresh and the blah, blah, blah band. I don't know. But uh, I was like, dang, where did you get that, dude? <laughs> yeah, kids, um, you should go watch the you should watch the Netflix special, and then you should watch the other Netflix documentary. Um, yeah, because that all became like that. Like for some reason, those dropped relatively close to each other. I it feels um, no, there was and it was just like it was like a really long time apart, but uh, from the like the original incident, but it was like. Like why the sudden like resurgence? I guess so. There was there was Waco, the TV show that came out like two or three years ago, and that had some actors in it and stuff like that. And then there was the documentary that came out I think last year. And after watching the TV show, I was like, I was like, dang, the FBI, blah blah, blah did all this stuff. And then after I watched the documentary, I was like, uh, so. Uh, the FBI probably didn't actually do anything. I don't know. It's there's definitely some weird stuff that has happened with the FBI uh, wanting to end sieges and people dying uh, by fire very conveniently. But at least with the stuff at uh, at Waco, it seems like like uh, the um, the cultists are the ones that that started the fire. But anyway. That's for somebody else to debate. How are you doing, Joe? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, I forget now. It's just, it's been going, making the, it makes the rounds every few years too on Reddit. People end up uh, posting the, 
the audio noise from the their the psyops of Waco, like what they were playing at night to keep them from sleeping, oh, really? and it's just a bunch of random loud noises, uh, like construction and like you know airplanes, cars, like just like just oh, any yeah. loud noise, so they only could sleep properly, uh, to try to you know to wear at you know at their nerves as it were. Yeah, that kind uh, of psychological. Like psyops, I haven't heard that warfare. term in forever. So. Psyops. Well, if you listen to conservative radio, you'll definitely hear a lot of talk about psyops <laughs> it's a sign all right well we know <laughs> all right but yeah no uh it's pretty much it's going pretty smoothly here we finally got rid of our cold snap that we had you know up in wisconsin so or, we. and, you know like coming down from wisconsin to like the greater chicago area and we got a bunch of snow and then it got sub-zero for a while and now it's just uh barely above freezing rain uh yeah we actually had a couple of days of freezing rain. So when we walked out, everything was just uh, an ice rink, essentially mm. trying to make our way down the driveway. I like taking out the garbage. I used, I could just, so, you know, I used the uh, garbage can as like an old, old person's walker. And I just kind of shuffled my way down the driveway. It's a little slope. So at one point I just got going and I'm just like, I'm just going to coast until hopefully I don't trip. Uh, yeah. It worked out pretty well. <laughs> Well, you're still alive, so I guess it yeah, worked out pretty it, good. A couple, uh, a couple of years back, uh, the guy who runs uh, the daycare uh, my kids go to had fallen, and he was about our age, but like snapped his leg in two oh. and had pins and metal and everything like that. Yeah, it was it was a pretty brutal break. <laughs> you know, months of rehab. Just, and I'm like, oh man, put him out of his I misery. <laughs> Dude's younger than me, and I'm like, I, especially at the, and like, I I can't afford to fall now, like, especially with two kids. Oh gosh, <laughs> I know. I'm not that old. I either, know your your thing. wife will just come out and just like, where did you get that clock, honey? <laughs> just drag me to the bathroom. Just clean. Just. <laughs> just, just, just uh, all right. Uh, everyone in the neighborhood. A really dark start to our episode today. Everybody, uh, everybody, all your neighbors will be out there looking at. Looking at you, and you, as you're laying on the ground, <laughs> comes out. Saying, I got it. Damn it, Jim. All right, I made a beep, so I'll go just, back. Just, and, just roll me into the garbage I'll can. I'll go beep that just out. Set me up and let them take me away. I got a beeper um, name out. Dude, you're going to be laying there on the ground. Where did you get that? I haven't seen that Glock, honey. And your neighbors, neighbors are slowly turn their backs. That's <laughs> chilly into you. <laughs> you're worth more via insurance. Okay, I'm done. All right. Uh, yeah. And while you having like what, like nice 40 degree, 50 degree weather by you? It was like 30 something, 20s for a couple days. Uh, now well, I hope, I, like, 60. part of me hopes that when you come to visit, it drops sub zero just for you. I really uh, hope just not. Just watch man. you suffer. I don't even, I, right. don't, I don't know. Go ahead. What? No, all right. We're going to go straight to the news now. Uh, yeah. So essentially, the news for you is, you know, for the for anyone who's listening, is hey, guess what? Uh, Nick's coming up to the Greater Chicago area because oh. uh, there's a near concert going on. So if you want to meet Nick, therefore you can go ahead and you know harass him. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, no one's going to come. Don't worry. Uh, I know. Not for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yep, I'm going to go up and visit uh, good old Joe, and um, we're going to have a grand old time, 
and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll probably do uh, a probably see. do a little cast of the pod, a little bonus episode, maybe something something or other. Who knows? Yeah, I'm. I've got to figure out how that microphone situation is going to work. Uh, but yeah, we can we can we're most definitely should work something out there. I can bring one. Uh, I can bring an. I can bring two actually. An old. All right. I can hold. I have an old SM7. Um. Man, that must be nice. Just like yeah, I just got spares. Just like collecting dust. I know. Dude. I actually, I actually googled. I was like, I wonder how much an SM7, not the SM7B, but an SM7, goes for. I'm not saying that you I could sell it for this, but people were trying to sell them for like nine hundred dollars because they're vintage or something. And I'm just like, that's crazy. I wouldn't pay for that, but. Someone thinks, someone seems to think somebody will. I think you could probably get rid of it for, you know, probably 500 if you really wanted to. But this one smells like cigarettes, so maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah, audio equipment is, and, like, photography equipment seems to always hold a pretty solid value, though. So long as you don't mistreat it. Yeah, it lasts uh, a long time. Yeah. All right, well, uh, but, you know, speaking of near, uh, to the actual news, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Near Reincarnation, uh, the mobile game, is shutting down. Uh, never touched it myself, though I know you were playing it for a while. And so that one is its uh, going end of life on April 29th. You should try uh, harder to yep. conceal your joy, Joe. <laughs> I've the, the idea of having it as a mobile thing, as a gotcha thing, was always just dirty to me. Uh, it is a dirty game, but it is very Yoko Taro. I mean... It is, I don't know how to say, it. like there's, I was talking about this before the podcast, like I'd never, like I played that game a lot, maybe more than any other mobile, I mean a lot for me, maybe more than any other mobile game I've ever played. Um, and I never spent any money on it, ever. I never, I looked a couple times, I was like, I wonder if I wanted to, if I could spend money on this. And I was just like, I'm not spending, like, I think the minimum I could pay was like $25 for some gym or gems or some kind of fake money. And I was like, I don't need any of this. And it, it had a pretty cool little system, but like the stories were pretty good, but like the gameplay really wasn't that, that great. Like the rewards, the reward was stories was like little vignette stories, um, which were pretty well done for what they for the cheapness that they were, just kind of a testament to Yoko Taro's writing, I guess, um, or whoever was writing for that. I assume he wrote some, but yeah, I mean, eventually I kind of just fell off of it, and um, I thought somebody was paying for it, was was paying, you know, I thought they had some whales. I'm sure they have some whales, but they had like whales for the game, and I guess not. I guess it's uh, it's time for it to be to be shuttered. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot more sense also being a near property that it has a uh, a certain like length of thing because like mm -hmm. he, he uh, they've done uh, special stage shows and you know certain small events, but it's like one and done or like they do they do their run. Um, so I believe it's um, with this near concert that's making its tour now. Uh, it's this Saturday starting in LA, and it's going to be making like a world tour. Uh, or at least the U.S. front, and it's uh, 
it's assumed that they're supposed to be readings from like voice actors, like supposed to have like audio recordings. So they're supposed to be more um, to be and nine ass dialogue, especially for the show. Okay. And, you know, like they've done similar things in the past. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping for it. Uh, and that'll be neat. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, uh, yeah. And as far as this coming to an end, I'm like, yeah, I only brought this up mainly because of you, uh, because I know you were actually into it. And you were I, I had no the, idea this was ending. I'm glad that you told so, me. Yeah. So I I just, mean, you still got still got some time to get some actual gameplay grinding you, going on. You should have you should have not said anything and not uh, put it in the in the docket. And then just like bro- broke it to me live. <laughs> See my reaction. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I actually remembered because yeah. like, if I don't put it in the docket right away, I will just forget. And the moment we stop recording, like I'll, uh, I'll just kind of curse to myself and be like, I completely forgot. I dropped this, you know, like we'd have to this thing. go so, back and read. I've done it one too many times. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you have here, um, you wanted to talk about Pal World, the uh, the game taking the world by storm. Yeah, so this is about the uh, plagiarism uh, a controversy that is going on. Um, so we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, and I, I mean, I think that we're a little bit in agreement that there's not really much of a case here in certain terms. In terms of gameplay, which I don't really know much about the gameplay, but you were saying that the gameplay with with Pokemon. So yeah, the, the, I guess the full thing I should say is controversy of Pal World plagiarizing Pokemon. Um, and gameplay wise, it's not really there. Um, and so design wise is where people seem to be making the accusations. But even there, I don't really, I don't see it on the surface. But from what I can tell uh, about the, the articles that I'm, I'm reading, there are definite similarities, which is not necessarily bad, but there is accusations that they used AI to take Pokemon designs and then merge them, like merge two different Pokemon together or to just slightly change certain uh, Pokemon. That, and um, there's some rumors that you had heard about, but I, I haven't seen corroborated, and you haven't really seen really good sources on it, but there's some rumors that that if, when you look at the, the wire meshes of the Pokemon designs and the Power World creature designs, that they are really, really. Uh, it just looks like they just re, re changed up the 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 mesh that was originally in in Pokemon. Yeah. So I think I think this has to do with like what you were talking about with the AI, possibly like because people are throwing like looking at the, uh, just like side by side comparisons and yeah, it's re- like there's, uh. It's more or less like the off-brand of something, right? Like you get the uh, the Chinese knockoffs of mm. uh, whatever you know action figure instead of Captain America. It's you know Major America, and it's the colors are <laughs> off, but the design Major is America. almost the same. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. It's you know instead of instead of being uh, the, the the red, white, and blues are still there, but they're in a different order. You Corporal know, kind of America. deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's like that's kind of. That's kind of what it looks like in a lot of ways. It's like, you know, they have like a lizard with a hoodie 
you know, and, and like yellow fringes, but then you see the Pokemon right next to it. And they're like, yeah, you can totally see where they got one from the other. Or uh, the, there's two cat creatures and they have the same like, you know, uh, jagged teeth smile and like, you know, oval yellow eyes. You know, it's like, yep, that, and you can kind of see them. You know, I mean, a little, the, a little the, too the, similar. The fact that there's influence is undeniable. Like you can't, you can't look at those Power World characters next to the Pokemon counterparts and be like, there's no influence here. There's definitely influence. It, it's just a matter of where that came from and, and how. And it, yeah. and it, it, you'd have to, and I think once they dig into the code of the original game that came out, I think they're, that's that's what they'll be able to see it and, and until then we won't really know for sure but but um once they start digging into code they'll be able to see hey this has the bones of these pokemon over here well that's the thing is when you look at it and if you can if you're a big pokemon fa fan and you can like totally just see like look at it that is you know and blank pokemon you know like essentially the the main one with the Gatling gun on all the covers. Okay, that's like Electra Buzz, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you, if you if you know if you can look at it and just be like, yeah, that is what they're copying. Like, then it's it is really hard to, you know, it's like it, or it's like it's it's the bag cereal of like your name brand, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. It's you know it's a Cheerios, but it's whatever we owes or something like. Yeah, but yeah. So it's that one. That's kind of where the closest argument you have is, and. When it comes to uh, gameplay, you know the gameplay is different enough because it's supposed to be Palo is supposed to be more of a survival game. I have not gotten a chance to play it because um, uh, Game Pass has it, but they have a preview build of it, and some friends were playing it and they're like, "Yeah, it's really jank." <laughs> they weren't actually uh, that okay. impressed by. I mean, the uh, the whatever news article I was reading was saying it was a hit. I was like, "Oh, I guess people really like Palo." Oh no, it is. Uh, Steam Steam has been selling Gangbusters, but I think it's a different build from oh, the uh, the Game okay. Pass version. Oh, gotcha. uh, it's, it's what I at least what my friends on Game Pass because uh, they seem to have like there seems to be a better build of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things. I like well that I'm in the middle of a bunch of other things, so I'm like I'll just get around to, if. If it still piques my interest later, maybe I'll get around to it, but I probably won't. Uh, I stopped playing Pokemon games a very long time ago, uh, mm. and that's kind of like you know that's kind of how it is for me. So yeah, uh, but I find it I find it interesting. I you know as far as trying to you know be upset about you know co you know copying similarities. I mean, I, I mentioned to you before recording, like we have stuff like Roblox, you know, and Minecraft. You know, like those are way similar more similar than anything else uh but there's been no lawsuits about that you got uh one of the more popular ones of recent era was like genshin impact after breath of the wild you know the the traversal mechanics the art style um the fact that you can you know glide around climb you know climb things it's like it was a very similar in that scope but then further gameplay you know that was different um so that would be a similar argument you can make um to this uh you had stuff like you know when it comes to copying gameplay and everything you can do about it i mean you have games that are much more similar like stardew valley and the harvest moon games that it's just one game is the exact same as the other reskin granted different dialogue but it's the same step-by-step -step gameplay um you know it's like and then you have the, the the pokemon go clones you know like the dragon um dragon warrior uh you know had a their go version but it's using their own properties but the mechanics you know the kind of concept core concept is right there it's right the same you walk around do your thing uh 
you know, so there's no issues with that, you know, but as far as using, you know, if, you know, if it is proven that it's like, these are straight up AI generated or something like that, then that's where it comes because you're using someone, you're building up someone else's. You're telling me too that you're you're telling me too, there's like, it's a pretty incredibly small team. That's, that's that made power world. Yeah. uh, Supposedly, uh, supposedly it's like the guy who did all the guns happens to be like, just like a nobody that happened to be around um, that, the you know, the uh, one of the head guys is like, yeah, I just know this dude. And he's just like, he's all about guns. And so he just kind of, he's, he's the, he's that fanatic. So it's his job to do the guns. Um, the designer for uh, at least the rumor is the designer for the, the monsters was someone who couldn't get a job in the industry and they were just having a hard job, hard time getting in. Uh, and so it's just kind of like this grassroots, you know, uh, you know, like indie scene. So it's kind of, you kind of don't want it to be the case, right? You know, you, you kind of want, like, if you want to root for the underdog and be like, yeah. yeah, I want it. You should be allowed to, to a certain extent, you know, like you copy. I mean, you know, it's like, but then again, Hollywood gets away with it all the time with all their, I mean, know, there's a legal uh, definition they, and they just have, they just, I think they are probably, they are probably just North of the legal line. Um, which, you know, so I think they'll probably skate through this, um, but they might not be, you know, it's, it it is very close. It just, it really just depends on, Hey, how did you guys generate these? If you literally took Pokemon, uh, and said, Hey, AI, uh, fiddle with these Pokemon and make, make us some characters and then use that in the final game. It's going to be pretty hard to not have to pay Pokemon, the Pokemon company, some money. You know, uh, we'll see, though. Yeah. All right. And a little bit older uh, news was the uh, Xbox um, Developer Direct that they did the other week. And uh, it was nice, pretty short and sweet. Uh, They had four games they were originally talking about, and then they drop in a fifth. midway through it wasn't even like you know like and One here at the very thing. end we're yeah no they actually just did it like right in the middle which was kind of neat okay. uh so a few of the things they talked about was uh see they it was uh avowed uh-huh. which is uh avowed is the new obsidian uh rpg uh the best if you had to explain it like something it's essentially uh a newer version of skyrim uh the the neat thing that they did was as you know, so this developer direct was really neat just because of the fact that you got to hear more about the game and like how they're kind of working on it uh, and see it from different angles, opposed to just being a trailer uh, and then you know just a bunch of games back to back. This does look like Skyrim. So as they do a really good job with these with Avowed with as far as switching weapons and it switching looks, game style. It looks, like, looks nice. Though. You can you you can do magic. You uh, and it's all on the fly and it's like it seemed pretty responsive. Uh, you can single wand, you can dual wand, you can then switch to uh, wand melee or fo- me- complete melee focus. Uh, you know, it's like, that's kind of neat that you can switch between physical and magic combat pretty quick. And I don't know, it's just, for me, it's kind of hard to do, I guess I had such a bad taste with Skyrim that I just, anything Skyrim adjacent, I just, yeah. my brain just doesn't really get into that because it's all first person. Uh, I mean, it could be really cool. Uh, Obsidian kind of has my support after um, the Outer Worlds, 
So I'm, I got into it. I, and I know a lot of people are kind of mixed on it. I personally really liked my experience and my time with it. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'm willing to give them more of a chance than I think I would have in the past. Right. Essentially. Um, all right. Then one of the other games they, they talked about, they've, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Avowed is supposed to be, they announced that it's coming out in fall of this year. Fall of and that's 24. the thing is, um, this whole showcase or this direct was all about 20, uh, 2024. And that was another nice, nice thing about it. They weren't like, granted, I still wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, I would say at least uh, two, if not three of these games will probably get knocked back just because of the world. And that's what, how we live. Uh, just, I really wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but at least their target is this year. Um, another game they mentioned was the, uh, the, the new uh, Hellblade uh, 2, the Senua Saga. And the first one... Uh, I knew some people who really, really liked it. Uh, it's on the shorter side, and they kind of mentioned that too with with this as well. They kind of uh, say it's a shorter, you know, experience, which I don't think it means it's going to be like you know six hours, but I think it's more like 10, maybe the fifteen hour mark, 15, you know, ten yeah. to fifteen. So I just think they're trying to you know measure expectations and not make people think it's going to be something like a you know thirty hour epic or something. But uh, yeah just it's more if you know that's they showed more on it a little bit more behind the scenes uh it looks really good i think i'm gonna have to be one of those people who play the first one before i can play the second one because i just uh you know it's a continuation of said story uh granted they'll probably have some recap so you don't need to uh but my brain usually works of when it's something like this which is very uh narrative oriented that i'm like i really want to play that first one but I'm probably not going to. So that's just me being honest. Um, yeah, the first one yeah. I remember hearing a lot about, and it was uh, unique um, in the kind of the, the, the content that it was trying to convey. Um, and uh, I think it, from what I heard, it did a good job of that. Um, but it, it didn't really strike me as something that I really wanted to play uh, more than more than other stuff. And this kind of fits in that same same mold, but I'm I I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be it'll be well regarded. I'm sure it'll sell well. And I think, you know, for a game like this, you know, ten to fifteen hours is probably the right amount of game, um, so it doesn't wear out its welcome. Yeah. The uh, so the uh, the big catch with the first game uh, was the fact that they talk about like um, someone with mental illness essentially. And it kind of helped blur the lines between like reality and and kind of what they're going through. And they actually had uh, they had hired a consulting. Um, I, I don't know if it's a number of people or they just had someone on staff, but they actually had um, they're coming at it with an actual proper outlook, opposed to someone like backseat driving, like talking about mental illness and trying to be like, yeah, this is how they act. No, they actually had um, someone with actual proper credentials uh so that you know no help guide them essentially and that's kind of what would made it unique and like i said the few people i know who played it really really liked it and uh they were actually really bummed at first um it's been this has been in development for so long but yeah uh when they when it was rumored to come out for only for xbox and they weren't happy with that at the time because they were mostly playstation fans uh, but now since they've gotten PCs, so they're going to probably play it on Game Pass. Mm, so, yeah. Uh, all right. the The surprise drop that came in was uh, the uh, 
Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Senua Saga. They gave a release date. This is the only one that actually had a solid date, and that's May 21. Uh, so that's, you know, the fact that they actually dropped that was kind of unique. Uh, all right, so the the new one that uh, Square Enix came in and dropped Visions of Mana. Um, you know, this was announced already before, but they decided to go more in depth on it. And so this is a another uh, you know full fledged sequel into the Mana series, uh, Secret of Mana. And I really am a fan of this series, uh, or at least the old, the early Super Nintendo Secret of Mana and such. So I kind of fell off when I get into the PlayStation for like Legends of Mana. Yeah, people and, didn't like that this, very much. Yeah, this one actually turns out that it's looking pretty good. Uh, they they actually kind of sold me on it. Is what they did. <laughs> like I was zero hype, and now I'm actually stoked. It looks amazing. Uh, the it, it was really nostalgic. You know, like they they hit the right notes for me personally. I would really like to play this, and hopefully, um, when this comes out in summer of you know currently just slated for summer of 2024. Uh, I'll have the time and I'll be able to get my hands on it. So, uh, but yeah, it, it was really nice because this one was unique for the fact that most of it was in you know Japanese. Uh, they, but it's unique to see a Japanese studio kind of talk behind the scenes about their process. Uh, it's just something you just don't see that often, and it's kind of, you know, uh, ex, you know, like Microsoft uh, building bridges and trying to repair the damage that has kind of the fallout that's kind of happened from the Xbox one era because they really made a push in 360, and then it just, uh, Xbox one just didn't, they just like, we're not going to go for that market in Japan this time around. And so they're, you know, they're really, then they decide to come back around again. And so like, that's good. It's good on them for getting at least a big a title like that. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard to break into that market, but it certainly, certainly is really, really difficult. It's a big, it's a closed ecosystem, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then afterwards, they they mentioned uh, uh, Ara, uh, History Untold. It's a essentially, uh, it's a strategy like 4x kind of style game, or it's a city builder history. Like it's a little bit of everything on in the um that scape of you know game where you know you're you're go you're looking at uh like civilization, you know so. If you if you played any of the Civ style games, it's kind of like that, but more. It seems to be more in depth, maybe. Uh, but if you if you're in anything like that, if you're in a four X fan or a Civ fan, this would be right up your alley. They they make their own um, you know, historical figures, and and you know it's like for me, I just I like the games when I get into them, but I just. I, I guess it's just too much time for one one turn, and that's one of the things they mention about this is opposed to Civ, they're they're making all the turns simultaneous, so you don't have to wait for everyone to make their routine and like for uh, it to come back to you. It's it's like you know you you make your setup and boom, it all happens, and then you can make your you know so it should be a faster flow. Uh, they seem to have a good grasp on it, and I have some friends who are going to be super stoked about this too. Uh, I haven't played a Civ since. Like I think Civ Four, like that was been my like big one. I think I got into, so. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you're into. Have you ever played any of those games? Really, I've hard. only heard about them. It sounds cool, but it also sounds like, like I don't know if I could play with people because I've heard about some Civ turns just taking forever. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I've heard of people like leaving. <laughs> There's some streamers I used to listen to. 
and they would talk about they would joke about how one of them like it'd be his turn and he would just have he would have gone to the grocery store and he will like wouldn't be back yet because like that's how long the other three or four people took to take their their turn anyway the uh as far as like it's it's a great when you're playing just against the computer it's a great one more turn kind of game and then next thing you know it's like 3 a.m uh because oh, you're just yeah. like yeah i'll just go another round i'll just oh, keep on dude. going like i'm oh, doing really good and you're okay. in the flow well you got me there then because like that's that's what uh frostpunk was like to me i mean obviously it's not quite turn-based uh it kind of is because there's like days and stuff in it but yeah so i can i definitely understand that one of those uh just time melting games just uh yeah that sounds cool yeah and then uh i guess the 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 thing that stole the show i i at least i think was the uh, indiana jones uh so machine games uh the 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 ones who remade the new uh, wolfenstein games and uh you know the team that like kind of birthed from starbreeze uh the guys who did like the chronicles of reddick game uh escape from butcher's bay like that was you know, so it has a really good pedigree. Uh, they're doing an Indiana Jones uh, game. It's the Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Uh, so they have Harrison Ford's likeness, uh, Troy Baker's voice, and I don't know. It, it looks pretty cool. Uh, the idea of it uh, kind of, you know, they, they mentioned this has been in the works for a little bit, and but this is the first big, you know, in-depth thing that I can remember them talking about. And yeah, this is supposed to be just slated for this year. No, so this is most definitely, in my opinion, going to be next year. It'd be, <laughs> this is like, it'd be funny if they got Nolan North to play Indiana Jones, <laughs> and then they had like references to uh, to uh, Uncharted and stuff like that. I would have been that have been cheeky. Yeah, yeah, like this is uh, oh, I don't know. It, it, there's definitely enough uh, stuff in Indiana Jones to make good gameplay. Um, especially nowadays. I'm sure you could do a lot with the whip and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but yeah, it just depends on whether or not, uh, you know, they, they really capitalize on that. But if, since it's Indiana Jones, the name, you know, they're probably going to want to put their best foot forward. Um, yeah, they, they really games, so um, could be good. So, so I know you didn't, I know you didn't get to see it. Uh, you know, you didn't have a, ch- a chance to, but this one, they went in depth about um, really the emphasis of being Indian in this game. And so that's why it's first person. But what they'll do is they'll back out uh, for certain scenes. Um, so like when you're tr- like you're climbing, if you're climbing a ladder or something like that, it'll pull to a third person or it pulls to third person during cutscenes because uh, obviously you want to see indie. But everything else is all first person. And they really talked about uh, being able to play kind of your style uh, through the levels. And I, in my, I'm not sure how big the the levels themselves are going to be. I think they're more going to be more like the Tomb Raider reboot. It's, so, you know, somewhat yeah. linear, but like, you know, a little bit, you know, oh, you have some room to wiggle. I mean, it, it sounds like, like Indiana Jones in Wolfenstein's castle. I mean, not really like that environment, but I mean, that sounds like a Wolfenstein game where, you well, know, you want to see BJ Blazkowicz. Um, so you see him a lot in the cutscenes, but then when it's time to kill, uh, you go, you know, first person mode and you're doing all that stuff. So yeah, I, that's not what I would have pitched, but if anybody can do that, well, it is machine games. So, um, it definitely, it definitely has a chance of being pretty good. Sounds like. Yeah. 
I mean, the the big thing with the level design is you're supposed to be able to go um, go in more stealth oriented as well, you know, and maneuver your way out around. So that's kind of uh, you know, if you if you look at the indie franchise, um, he does get into a lot of firefights, but he does you know able, he's able to sneak his way around you know uh, archaeological sites with a bunch of people until you know. So uh, this is actually supposed to be set up, and the way they kind of did it was kind of funny. They show. They show a timeline of only two movies. <laughs> they only show uh, they show Raiders and then they show uh, Last Crusade and they separate them and they're like, if it's right in between there, I'm like, huh, interesting. You don't show there's another movie or you don't show the last two. <laughs> you know, they're like, just just it fits right between right here. And so this is where you know where yeah yeah um, okay no Sean Connery. We couldn't afford him. You know, like his estate, but um, I forgot he died. Yeah. yeah, he died during COVID, didn't he? um so yeah unfortunately uh you know it depends on who you ask but like as far as the indie franchise i'm like, I'm like i don't know if they he we don't have the ai rights to him so no we can't uh, afford the AI rights to both <laughs> to harrison ford and uh sean connery it was so, either yeah, sean connery uh, or troy baker that's that's all we could get <laughs> They, so the, they they do get the you know they the team does have the, the proper um they make the they make a proper like feel i think they get they have a good grasp of the game uh, i mean they, they do the thing where it shows you globe trotting and has the red line going to different city to city so like okay yeah they they, they know what makes the fans happy and they they talk about uh how a lot there's gonna be quite a few puzzles but they're not necessarily uh you know you have to look for them you know they're uh. optional I'm like, that's kind of nice because, you know, not being ham-fisted into doing the certain blatant, stupid puzzle, but like, you know, to, if you actually explore the level, you, you'll be able to find it. I'm like, that's, that's kind of neat. Mm. Uh, it's there if you want to, or you can just speed run the game and be like, yeah, that game was super short. I don't understand why. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so uh, no, that's like I said, I'm, I, I, I'm willing to uh, wager that that's not coming out this year no. or they're going to surprise drop it. Like, Right after, um, uh, like, wh- uh, whatever, uh, some like summer game fest or something like that, be like, and it's coming out next week. It's one of those two. Like, it's gonna be a quick drop or it's gonna be a pushed out till till twenty twenty five. Yeah, uh, but yeah. but I have confidence that they'll make a fun game either way. So, all right, and then this last bit of news you have uh, here about the Microsoft layoffs, dude. So, I don't yeah, know. let us know. I don't know about all this stuff. Um, yeah, so Microsoft. Uh, uh, what is this? How does how did he put it? Um, uh, Phil Spencer said he um, it feels real bad, but they're gonna have to lay off nineteen hundred people, <laughs> um, which is a pretty good amount. People who are directly impacted by these reductions have all played an important role part. Success of Activision Blizzard, Zenimax. Okay, I read the wrong one. As part of this process, we have made the painful decision to reduce the size of our gaming workforce by approximately 1,900 roles out of the 22,000 people on our team. So that is like an 8% reduction. <laughs> like That's a, a pretty good calling of the herd. Um, so this is happening to... This is happening to... Uh, Microsoft, let's see, uh, Microsoft and Activision, and so Activision and Blizzard, and I guess Microsoft is all part of this. Um, I just, I'm just kind of like, 
dang, they just settled that Microsoft or that they just settled that Activision Blizzard stuff. They just brought all those people into the fold, and now they're like cutting their heads off. Um, I just, I don't know, something that does not sit right. Um, oh, that's it. Activision Blizzard, Bethesda, and Xbox. Uh, so I guess those are subsidiaries of Microsoft itself. Um, I just, something just doesn't really sit right with me for them kind of doing that. I, I, I get it, but it just seems like if I was a Blizzard employee and I got, and the company got bought and I was like, oh, okay, well, we're getting bought. And then, and then like somebody comes and lays a pink note on my desk is like, you've got five minutes to get all of your crap and get out of here. I'd be like, this, this is, we were doing just fine before the company got sold. I don't know. Joe. Yeah. What or, do you think? or vice versa. Someone else like in a different department, you know, same job, different, different branch, but, you know, like, Oh, we just bought, you know, we just bought Activision and now we have a couple other people who do the same job as me. And now I'm no longer needed because they might have more experience in, you know, said the field. I'm like, that would, you know that would also really suck so unfortunately I, I, they probably have too many overlapping positions uh, and they can't afford you know they can't but, afford to but see that's the thing that's the other thing that doesn't sit right with me because it's like you're you bought these companies and you're already you're not even making it you're not even like letting people leave you're not even like kind of encouraging people to leave you're literally molding these companies from what they were running fine, running very well, in fact, to what you want them to be. Um, you know, Activision um, and Blizzard, maybe not the most profitable co companies in the world, but pretty close. I mean, they were doing really, really well. I, I guess if I was someone who really liked Blizzard games, which I'm not, or if I was someone that really liked Call of Duty, which I'm not, I'd be very worried. I'd be like, wait a second. My game that I love was doing really good, and now you're coming in and gutting a bunch of people uh, from the team that makes the game that I love right away. Yeah, I mean, at least EA has the, has the um, what do you call it? The, uh, the polite the politeness to slowly kill companies that they've, that they've bought instead of just like ripping their spines out in front of you. Um, it just makes me kind of nervous, but I'm not, I'm not big into those, those, the games those companies make anyway. So I, I don't know that that's just how I see it. I, I just, it just seems like some writings on the wall, honestly. Well, yeah, it's unfortunately with any, uh, you know, big, uh, merger acquisition like this, uh, there's always, um, you know, trimming uh, like this, and it really does. Uh, it really does suck for all the people like who who are affected. Uh, the it's one of those things that you know you wish they had a little time to you know at least maybe stabilize before you know or beforehand. But at the same time, it's just like well, rip off the bandaid now. I mean, you know, you're ripping out the spine. There's an old old Activision thing, but I'm like that. WB owns that property now, man. Mortal Kombat's all WB. Mm, uh, you're right. <laughs> at least I thought it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's no. Unfortunately, it's you know, it does suck. There's no, there's you know, and you think that they'd be able to leave, you know, different departments alone and to finish out whatever projects they're on. 
uh, unless there happens to be a state of like, well, your group has no project, so you are literally not needed. Uh, and then instead of having them, you know, spin up on a new project, it's you know we're just you know they're just gonna wait, I guess. So it's. I mean, you if, know, I if it was five hundred people, I'd be like, okay, well, it is a bunch of companies, and those are huge companies. But I mean, you're talking about like eight percent of the workforce here uh, on companies that were like, I have to reiterate that were doing really well. I mean, you're kind of you're coming in as Microsoft and saying, yeah, we know we bought you for a premium to because of how well you've been doing. And because we because we're basically investing in the stock, you know these are these are really well run companies that have done good job over the past ten years, you know, especially recently. And we're just saying, no, you're you're you have too much you have too much wrong with you. Um, that just it just it just reeks of empire to me. Um, and it's not good. It's not good. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and say. I'm going to go ahead and say for the future that this is not good. This is not good. Yes. A lot of people would agree with you, man. <laughs> you know, but hopefully, you know, like I said, hopefully uh, I, I feel that this unfortunately is a common tale of just companies, you know, being let go. And I think there's a better support network now than there's ever been of other developers helping at least pick up some, you know, some of these layoffs. Uh, and hopefully a lot of these people can find, you know, Better work elsewhere is the the only thing I can hope for. I mean, if you're if so. unless they're super low level, which I'm sure a lot of them are, a pretty low level. Um, you know, having Activision and Blizzard on your resume and Xbox, you're gonna get work somewhere else. Maybe it's not as as nice, but but I do have faith that these people will will be able to get something. I did see something here too about some people, some some of the higher ups at Blizzard resigning. I don't want to say it was resigning over this, but it would definitely seemed kind of like uh, they probably are are uh, are not something is not particularly right. Anyway, I, I forget, but there's some some people at Activision Blizzard that uh, decided to resign um, soon after or during all of this, um, and uh, you know we'll just we'll just we'll just see how it goes. But I. I don't like I don't like what I'm seeing here. Um, anyway, yeah, hope hope those people hope those all these 1,900 people can uh, find work elsewhere in the industry in uh, companies that uh, will love and cherish them. Yeah. All right. Well, you know that's an impossible segue from there, but now now to uh, the games that we've been playing. Mm, yes. So, all right, we'll start with you, Nick. What have you been playing? Uh, I have been going to the bathroom and playing Genshin Impact while I go to the bathroom. Um, is that is that the actual game, or is that what you call going to the bathroom? Um, I'll let that be a mystery to you. Um, it's you know it's it's a good little game. Um, there's nothing to be said about it really, other than I can accomplish like a little bit. Uh in a short amount of time and it's um it's just fun enough to kind of fit in into something like that but also not so much fun that i'm like dang i gotta keep playing this it's pretty close it's pretty close to being like dang i gotta keep playing this but it's not there 
all the way. So it's not like a Tears of the Kingdom or something where it's like, dang, I need to I need to play this for like half an hour at least. Um, it's a you know five to five to ten minute game that I'm enjoying. Um, and yeah, so I just I just try to make it a bit of a resolution to to play a little bit of some game every day. I did download uh, uh, Vampire Survivor on my iPad, and I played that a little bit on my iPad. Uh, right works pretty well, pretty good. Um, uh, they have you can watch an ad and keep playing, which I don't do, but but I was like, okay, that's an interesting way to do that. Uh, so yeah, it's um those two are really the only two games I've really been able to play very much of. Um, and uh, yeah, not 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 too terribly exciting, I got to be honest, but. I'm trying to play a little bit of something every day. Yeah, uh, a while ago, uh, I ended up picking up the just a, one of those plastic um, controller clips to mount your phone to it, and so that's what I used to play when when I was playing um, Vampire Survivors. I'd play the Game Pass um, cloud version of that, and that actually worked pretty well, uh, at least at my house. Uh, and then. Uh, what I've actually been doing, I've actually used that same um, my my PS4 controller and my phone to do remote play of late, and I've been doing that with uh, I've actually been able to do Hades pretty well with that. Uh, so last time we talked and we were both you know playing a little Hades, um, I have since uh, let's see, so I beat I finished the run but not the game because you have to do a number of runs. So I'm currently uh, seven clears out of 22 total runs. Um, I, you know, it's like my first clear was at like I think run 13 actually. That was that was the first time I actually cleared it. It was when I got the last weapon available, and the first time I had that weapon, I was able to just c- completely make it to the end. Um, I had a really nice like four four win streak going, and then for the first I think it was like around. Um, run 15 or something like that and i ran into uh no it would have been something like 17 or something like that but i ran into caron and happened to have like a bag of money behind him and i didn't pay much attention to it it's like and it was all red text saying borrow and i'm like uh, like so i clicked on it and it's just like he he gets angry at you for trying to steal like 300 uh obol and I'm like, oh shoot! So he instantly maps you into a boss battle, and mm. I proceeded to get my ass handed to me. Uh, it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, so that was. And it's just funny because everyone then makes fun of you for trying to, you know, for getting ki- uh, killed for shoplifting. Uh, essentially, is what it was. And but yeah, it's it's actually it's pretty good. Um, I'm pretty consistent at you know this latter half of um, completing. And I've, you know, it's, I really got into the meta game of looking at it and being like, okay, um, you know, these are the, like, there's a bunch of little tasks for you to do and like it to unlock this, that, or the other thing. And so I've just been focusing on kind of a lot of that stuff. Um, I've been doing my best to avoid looking up anything. So I'm not really sure how many, how many runs I need to finish the game to see credits. Uh, but I feel like it's coming close. So I'm my guess is maybe 10. I don't think it'd be 15 or 20 because I feel that it'd be too long. But I feel like the story portion, at least the main story is coming to an end. But there seems to be a lot of other side content with a lot of the side characters because uh, you can raise affection levels with them. And I've only been able to do that with uh, 
three of them, three different, three different people. I got them to a certain point where they lock you out and I just have to meet them enough in order for them to uh, engage with the next part. And so uh, one of them was the Skelly, the, your punching bag. And so once I finally got that bit unlocked, I got like a, a, a unique item. And so that was, that was neat. Uh, but I still have a few more affection levels I can raise up still after that. So I'm not sure if there's going to be anything extra at post. But no, it's been a it's been an addictive game. Uh, there's a few things I wish I knew beforehand. One of which is uh, you do not have to put the whole system into rest mode. <laughs> like I like had been I had done that, and it wasn't until like oh goodness, I think it, I think one of the things that killed my my run streak. Uh, it was either Charon or it was right after Charon. It was, like, when it was right before, right after was. I, I just remember it was around that time. I'm like, I'm doing really good. And then when I went to hit rest mode, I just went to shut off system and it completely wiped my run. And the thing is, I, I was at the, I was almost at the very end of the run, uh, but I just had to I had to take care of some business, quickly shut it down, came back, and it just made it look like I never started that run at all. But what you do is in your, if you finish a room, you can go to quick game. And it will have saved from uh, when you entered said room. I so you can actually that. just go to quit. There's a give up button. Don't hit, don't click that one. Click quit, and then you can actually. So if you make it to like um, Elysium, you can just hit quit, and that way you can safely. Because I couldn't. I, I was thinking I couldn't play anything else at the time, so I'm like, all right. And it was. I was like, let me just finish this you know, bit. And my average run is anywhere from forty to sixty minutes, depending okay. on like equipment. So. It's kind of like it's been taking up a lot of my time, but now that I realize you can actually, you know, postpone said game and shut it down, uh, I've gotten a chance to play, uh, uh, play the other game, uh, which is Near Replicant, uh, that version one point two two blah blah blah. So, uh, it's I, I've finally decided to pick it up, mainly because the said concert that's coming up. Uh, I wanted to actually get more familiar with the music. Mm. I have the soundtrack to Near uh, Automata, um, but I just wasn't uh without any actual basis for like the story beats and like oh this is the background for this that the other thing it does so help, like yeah. yeah so there's no connection for me so that's i figured i'd go through near um i don't know if i'm going to dedicate the full five endings or whatever you know a through e but if you know um, i might do an a and b and then just have it on save and then move to like cuz you know, cuz the the final ending is kind of tedious you have to level up all the weapons which I don't think is that bad compared to other games that make you do stuff like that for like platinum trophies. But I remember getting to, I didn't get all the endings either. I don't think, I think I only got like the first two endings or something because I've seen other people talk about like C and D endings and how stuff is like very different. And then I know what happens in E I'm like, like, okay, that makes sense for E. But the other stuff with like C and D, I was like, Whoa, that's a, uh, that's kind of different too, but yeah, um, if you can if you can get if you can get through most of the game or at least like half the game, then you'll have probably heard most of the music. Like uh, I think you probably have heard all of the really relevant music. Um, but yeah, that stuff is is uh, is really good. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you're you're jumping in. What do you think of of the game? Uh, of, let's say of the gameplay so far uh yeah it's it's relatively simple actually uh it's very simple i've yeah. actually spent yeah i've I spent quite a bit of time just recently fishing 
Uh, I'm doing a lot of side quests because that's what I do. I yeah. know there's a trophy for speed running it. I'm like, I'm not going to try that my first time through. Uh, you know, it's just, I, apparently it's pretty easy to do. And a lot of people are talking about you can get anywhere from like, you know, seven to 10 hours is common if you skip all the cutscenes. I'm like, great. I actually want to know the story. And so I'm also doing a lot of the side the side quests that are, or the trophies that are like a little tedious. Um, I think it was a sheep whisperer. I murdered a hundred sheep, oh, yeah. which was, it's kind of my MO anyways. Cause I leveled up like one and a half times during that time. So um, yeah, I kind of figured uh, the, the storyline so far, I mean, I'm only like I said, as far as the actual story goes, I've um, I just passed the, I'm just uh, just a little bit past the fishing village. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've like, I've gotten your sister's uh, sister that shaman fish and um you know it's a, there's it's you know it reminds me of a it, it very much it still fits in that PS2 mindset um like the opening cutscene of the was it 20 I think in the year 2056 or something I forget now but it was uh I was like yeah this reminds me of metal gear like just the, the camera angles and the blurriness and like the how they sw- pan into the grocery store I'm like this is I'm getting a huge uh, Metal Gear, like, nostalgic, like, cinematic vibes, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, I mean, the, like, uh, I was going to say, yeah, like, the, the the gameplay is is pretty tedious, I, I thought. I was like, okay, after so many hours of it, I was like, I, it's really, it gets kind of old. But um, from what I understand, compared to the PlayStation 3, this, this, uh, this, Re remaster, remake, whatever you really want to call it, is way way better. Like they they say that it's that, um, and I from what I can tell, the original game had pretty was the controls were pretty jank. I mean, on top of kind of regular sort of boilerplate, uh, you know, battle system gameplay, it was also just really hard to control and do anything. Um, so like I, anyway, I just want to say that because I didn't really appreciate that when I played it through, and then I was watching some YouTube videos about it, and they were like, "Yeah, they did a really good job remastering. This is a really good, this is a really good remaster. They really fixed a lot of the problems with the old game." Um, so. Yeah, I haven't found the combat too difficult at this point. Uh, I'm you know it's, it, I'm playing it just on normal. Um, and I, I, you know, part of me was like, well, maybe if I, maybe if I get bored of it later, I'll drop it down to easy and see how the auto battle goes, because it doesn't seem to be anything important. Um, but yeah, it's, it is what it. I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's, it's kind of unique. I like the music so far, and that's the, that's a big reason why I'm playing it. Yeah. Uh, and I've understand, you know, from a little bit of the story so far, like I'm like, okay, I think I'm getting a, um. I can kind of figure where certain things are going. Uh, I one of the reasons why I'm also like playing this uh, um, is because you know when they remastered it or re-released it, I guess they did all voice dialogue for all the characters, which I thought like was really nice, uh, as opposed to having to manually read everything. And it gives it flushes out the world, gives it you know a proper feeling. And yeah, so I don't. Know. Well, I actually knowing that the game isn't too too long. Um, I think I might. I, I think that's another reason why I'm taking my time with trying, like, with the first run. I'm just going to go ahead and try to do a lot of the side side missions, um, and just because I, that's part of the quirkiness of the of these franchises. Though I do find it kind of funny because you're like, oh, my sister's really sick. Let me go fishing uh, yeah. to catch her this fish, and then it, um, 
And then it's like, I talked to this old man. He's like, catch me like 10 sardines. And so I talked and then I was like, he's like, yo, let me teach you my ways. And he's like, now that you're my apprentice. And he's like, wait, what? And then it's like two days later. He's like, so did you get that? And he's like, yes, I've been fishing for the last two days. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like your sister's like really sick. And you're just like, eh, I'm just going to fish for this next couple of days. Um, um, but no, it's, it's all right. You, you've, you've met, you've met vice, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, pretty sure that happened pretty much immediately but um the uh it's it's kind of funny because uh the the cast for the voice cast for this game in english is pretty amazing um you gotta remember it came out in what 2013 something like that so this is kind of early on for some of these people's careers but like uh uh laura bailey is kine um, does a fantastic job. Uh, and then Liam O'Brien is, uh, plays vice. Um, and then the others are, are not, uh, are not as, it, it didn't go on to become like as, as big as, as they are, but, uh, but they, but those two, um, are pretty. Yeah. But Laura Bailey game. was like the, the female voice actress for forever. Um, even in 2013, I mean, we're talking. Dude, she was doing she was doing anime like a lot of anime back in two thousand. So okay, well that that was I mean, she, I mean she's a she's a fantastic I, voice actress. I just didn't think that the I just didn't understand why the game got her like if she was so well known even at that time, you know? Because like oh yeah, I know she she was super. She like said uh, she was like you know how you make fun of like you know like. Uh, Troy Baker for being in you know Noel North for being like the two most popular male voice actors uh, from at least our generation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Laura Bailey is like was like the quintessential like uh, anime video game female voice for a long time. She okay, she was getting I, pretty I popular. She was, one of, the, she was yeah. one of the first female voice actresses to like net worth or like all time like income have like broke like you know million dollars. I know, plus. I know, but like we're talking about actually not even twenty thirteen. I think it's two thousand nine. But yeah, you're right. She was doing a ton of big time stuff even back in 20, 2010. She did Fallout in, in 2010. I love Honor. Yeah, I just don't know how the game. Yeah, to 2010. That's when Nier came out. Um, so at the time, yeah, she was doing some pretty some pretty big stuff. Valkyria Chronicles 2, Command and Conquer 4, Fist of the North Star, Silent Hill. Uh, it, it does seem like you know Persona Three, League of Legends, Dream, Dream Killer. I, I don't know. Like it, it does seem like her career did go up after that. Um, I'm just wondering why a little old game like Near got Laura Bailey. You know, and the only thing I could think is, oh, she must have been pretty early in her career. Maybe, maybe a little bit uh, not as expensive <laughs> to uh, to get to come to come. No, it's, the thing is in the in the she's been doing anime since like you know since like 99 or something like that like she's been so i mean granted you, you know yeah but a lot of people do know, that stuff and they just don't they, they don't make any money though like but I, yeah, she, she you're was, saying she, she's she making was big a, money she was a noted name in like as for a voice actress like triple x holic mushishi dang yeah around high school witchblade School rumble. So yeah, yeah I mean, right. her, her big her big break time. for for me and my friends were, um, I think it was like she was Toru Honda, the main female protagonist for the original run of Fruits Basket. I mean, so that you know that was like, 
03, maybe? Oh, I guess uh, so. Square wanted to throw some money at, uh, at Nier, and so they got a good uh, good English voice actors, a good English voice cast. I, I don't know what, how uh, uh, O'Brien, I don't know how what what he was doing at the time, but anyway, I was and just surprised. Yeah, he plays he plays Vice and uh, Liam O'Brien. His voice for Vice is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, and he uses basically watch, the same. He uses basically the same voice for uh, Campaign Two of Critical Role. I mean, it's probably not exactly the same. He'd probably argue that, but it's definitely like it's a it's a German accent for Vice, and then uh, his character, at least in the early parts of Critical Role season two, um, is a uh, is a German. A German accented character. Obviously, it's a different you know culture in that world, but but that's the accent that he uses anyway. It's um so yeah. There's there's some other people that are pretty. There's one one other person I think that's pretty well renowned, but I can't remember who they are. But anyway, I just I just like that about um about that game that uh, those two happen to be on it, and they are they're quite big. Uh, they're probably they're bigger than the game, honestly. Now, and I just thought you were saying that's cool. funny because, like I said, it's like my wife walks in here, just watches it for a second, and be like, "That's a really it's like is that the book talking?" Like, yeah, like that's a really good voice for the book. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it totally is. It's, yeah. you know, just the way it projects, you know, like the haughtiness and yeah. Uh, Liam O'Brien is definitely really good uh, for being for being that kind of voice. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I'll, you know, I'm going to try to hopefully, uh, hunker down and try to get this, uh, finished before, you know, in the next, I, I'm hoping like early next week, uh, try to have that done and that way I can just get into some near automata, uh, and or automata and then get that done, uh, before the actual concert, um, wow. two weeks from now, two weekends from now. Yeah. So it's a lot of gaming. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's pretty much going to be my sole focus, but also, I made sure to that it it streams really well from onto my phone with the PlayStation app, and so I can yeah, I, like I was cool. playing that and Hades. Like I said, if I can play Hades and make a run, uh, on my phone, uh, just with my with my PS4 controller, that's like that's pretty good responsiveness for my house, and I was actually really impressed with it. Uh, so hmm. I just do the remote play upstairs, and uh, that you know, and I have to you know have when the kids take over the tv and i can't leave them alone i'm like all right cool i'm gonna get a little bit in and quick uh, if i need to i can put it in rest mode and you know fire it up again later that's really handy why is why did playstation why did sony make that that shield thing whenever your phone works like just as well uh so the big thing the big things that that you you don't get is um the haptic triggers uh you don't get some of that feedback you know the actual vibration function um there's probably better t- there's like touchscreen in- integration you know but yeah essentially what they should have done is they should also let you just use your uh, vita right uh, they should just let you use your vita touchscreen <laughs> and back- sorry back- well, i don't know that word what <laughs> yeah do you do you still own yours uh it's somewhere it's somewhere. in a box somewhere long forgotten vita uh, but i yeah. just it's just that it's that, just that uh that only one kenobi meme you know it's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, uh, but that's it. That's kind of like yeah. That a lot of people seem to really like the um, goodness. I'm forgetting the the name of that PlayStation um screen that you're talking about. I just called it a shield, uh, like the Nvidia Shield, but it's not that. 
Yeah, it's not the dual sense. It's the I forget what it is now. But anyways, a lot of people seem to be liking it, but it's kind of hit or miss. But uh, depending on your your use case, and I'm like, well, I have this. You know, uh, funny enough, I was using my phone mostly for Game Pass, and that I was using a PlayStation controller. But I'm like, you know what? Let me try that app. And sure Dude, enough, and I'm like, if yeah, if they uh, would, it, I'm not I sure mean, if my tablet will work because it's older. But if yeah. they would have just gone to like AT and T or Verizon and said, hey we're going to sell this thing and you're going to put a, a cellular network on it you're, and we're going to, and we're going to run games off of, off of a cellular, cellular network so you can play them on the go, stream them straight from your PlayStation or whatever. That would be really cool. Um, I guess that that's too hard. The Vita. I, yeah. <laughs> they did that with the Vita. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, you know, why don't split the player base. Don't, don't ask people to get, you know, another system that plays games that that they don't that they have to now buy like more of. It's like no, it's, you, it's uh, yeah. There's it's there's a way is, to do it's this. A separate screen. Well, that that the handheld isn't a shield. It it's literally just streams from the PlayStation. But you can't. And but you like, can't play it like on the. But you can't play like on the subway. You can't like leave your house and play it, right? Uh, you have if you have you have to have a solid like Wi-Fi network essentially. So you have you to be on yeah, the same Wi-Fi it network. It's not a solid. You no. have to be on the same Wi-Fi network. Oh, okay. Uh, I, so therefore, the the actual cell phone or the other option might be a better up because the the app uh, lets you play remotely. Um, but yeah, I know it doesn't make the, any sense. It's like I just I'm just like it's a specific I, group of people who only have like the one big family TV and they have their PlayStation hooked up to it and they have to share said TV. Right. That is what, that's the use case. Um, yeah, it's, and then, man. so that's, that's and, and that, hey, it makes it for, for those people, if they want the, you know, an all in one package and they want to be able to use the, uh, all the functionalities of the controller, then it works. I really uh, like to me, meet somebody that bought this and likes it. I would really like to meet someone and I would ask, I'd like to ask them a lot of questions about their, their arrangement and their setup. And I bet, I bet that there is a way that I could convince them that they don't need this, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, if you have a significant other that, that you share the TV with, or if you have a family, kids, stuff like that, I can see it being a use case. Um, I can't justify that kind of price. So I just bought a controller adapter. It's something that my phone clips right into it, and I'm good. I mean, like I said, for these games. Now, I haven't tried playing any PS5-specific games where mm. you need or any of that stuff. So when it comes to, like I said, the haptic triggers, I'm yeah, maybe not that going to get any of that. Maybe that's more more the the way that it should be. But, but I'm literally playing a PS4. I'm near as a PS4 game. Yep. And, you know, Hades is Hades. But once again, if, if I'm getting... I'm able to get the responsiveness I need in my house, and that's all that you know I really care about. Um, but yeah, all right. So uh, cheap alternative. Just saying, if you ever like, tr if you want to have fun and like, you can bring. Hey, you can also bring that to the toilet too. Just instead of playing Genshin Impact, you can actually maybe you know download the app or buy a really expensive controller with a screen on it, and then there you go. There, there's your use case. Uh, get some, get some like Alan you, Wake. Get who, some Alan Wake can't. done on the shitter. <laughs> you still need to flip, finish that final draft, son. Oh, All right. So many hours. I don't know. All right. Well, on that note, uh, what have you been watching? Did you get a chance to watch much of anything? Delicious in Dungeon. I've been watching the dub of that um, while I eat. I'm only through episode four. 
that's all that there is for the dub. I don't know. There's probably another episode for the for the Japanese. Nope, it's but... us. It's it's was Simul? Netflix bringing that out, so it's same and same. Yep. Oh, Simul, cool. yes. Well, anyway, uh, through episode four of that, it's pretty good. Pretty good little show. Um, kind of a couple mini episodes per episode, and it's uh, it's fun what they're doing with that. You know, it's it's uh, it's very fun what little bits you know they have um in there. Very quaint little show. Very well I animated. Like, I'm enjoying it. I do like the fact that it's a world in which you know it's the it's the high fantasy of like gaming logic where you can reincarnate. Oh yeah. They're like they talk about dying and then being respawned, but the whole point is to rescue someone who's been eaten by a dragon. And they're like they're like they're not dead yet, and I don't know if they can respawn after they've been digested. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Uh, so they're talking about like their stories about being young, younger adventurers. And it's like, yep. And that was the first time I died, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. But they, they do a pretty good job of like making, like, it's a good idea of like all these dungeon monsters. And like, what if you could make them food? And I know, uh, video games have done that, you know, with breath of the wild and stuff, um, cooking up bats and, and all that kind of stuff. But, I haven't seen it done that idea kind of carried out completely in an anime, especially considering how much, how many monster, you know, type animes there are, especially not one that's all about that. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's cool for that. And the characters are, are, are nice. They're, they're, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of, um, tropey, but they're not too tropey if you know what I'm saying. So it's good. I like it a lot. Um, all right. Well, let's see what I've been playing here is I'm playing. I mean, watching is, um, let's see, uh, subbed only right now. It's the, the unwanted undead adventurer. Uh, there's four episodes currently and, uh, fantasy world, surprisingly not an isekai. Yeah. Like that's another thing is there's delicious dungeon. Also not an isekai. I'm like, yay. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, uh, dude gets, uh, Dude dies and reincarnates as a uh, skeleton in the dungeon, uh, and, but he, you know, so he still retains his memory, his mind, and essentially he kind of evolves into a ghoul, and so he's just he's just doing his dun, you know, his adventure thing, and his goal is to uh, hopefully, you know, make his way back to town uh, without saying too too much. Uh, it's it's pretty neat. Uh, it's I like it. It's pretty decent. Uh, I'm enjoying my time with it, so I'm going to stick with that for sure. Um, I mentioned this before last week, but the other one was uh, uh, Sasaki and Peeps. Uh, this one is about uh, a wizard who is uh, who who's murdered and is isekai to our world, but is reincarnated into a bird, uh, a little a little tiny bird, oh, yeah. and then you mention this one ends up. Yeah, so they, uh, you know, a businessman, like an everyday businessman, like ends up buying him as a pet, and uh, turns out he learns, he starts to learn like magic, and this bird has still has magic, so he can teleport him to the uh, the bird's original world, and then he becomes an international, like our interdimensional trader, and he goes to like the Don Quixote, which is like their crazy walmart essentially in japan and start selling dumb, like dumb. whole goods <laughs> i can uh, still i can still 
here that every time you said Don Quixote and I am far enough removed from my time in Japan that I literally thought you were talking about the Spanish classic novel. But no, <laughs> you're talking about the grocery store, the convenience grocery store monstrosity. Oh my gosh. As soon as I thought of that, I was reminded of the song that they play constantly over and over <laughs> like a psyop <laughs> as you walk in. Yeah, you're in the store and they're constantly playing the melody for said store in there. To the dumb, point where dumb, you start dumb, humming it out loud. Donkey, donkey, <laughs> That's like... <laughs> it's just ad nauseum. I don't, if I worked there, I would kill myself on day two. <laughs> I don't and, know. And that. their mascot, is, their mascot's like King Dedede from like Kirby. I'm not <laughs> sure which one came first, but they are they're one and the same. Uh, I'm almost positive. They're really close. Uh, Yes. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's the that's the anime. Essentially, yeah, essentially is uh, it get, it goes places from there. But that first episode is like forty something minutes long, so it's a double episode, and they've just dubbed the first episode. So now it's getting a dub. So if uh, if you don't want to bother taking your time to read it, uh, Nick, I highly recommend you giving this one a shot. Uh, it's seeming to be okay. Seeming... I'm enjoying it. I'll probably stick with it too. Good. Um, okay, I'll think about. Let's it. see. Uh, season two of uh, bottom tier character uh, Tomozaki. Um, this one I liked uh, from a couple a couple years ago now. I think essentially uh, kid in high school, uh, no social skills. Uh, happens, but he happens to be a really good Smash Brothers player. Um, you know, ha- meets up with uh, the number two Smash. He's number one. He meets up with number two, and it turns out that is like the super popular girl from his school. And she helps him level up his uh, real-world self to become more sociable with all the normies. Um, it's entertaining, and I'm liking season two. I remember they finished season one roughly around the same where, spot where the manga was. And maybe a little bit... I think they actually the anime finished a little ahead of the, the manga. And so I kind of stopped reading it. And now that they've gotten a season two, which I wasn't expecting, but I, I'm glad because... You know, I'm not going to get around to finish reading, or I don't know where the manga is at all. So I'll just stick with the anime and enjoy that. Uh, another one that came out is a, a unique one is a uh, villainous level 99. Uh, I may be the hidden boss, uh, but I'm not the demon lord. Uh, so this is one of those uh, the the dating sim. Um, girls dating sim games where uh she the girl reincarnates into her dating sim and she happens to be the like side character uh super strong powerful hidden boss person and so since she, she knows she's in this uh, fantasy world uh and she has dark hair black hair black eyes japanese person uh essentially reincarnated uh into a europe european setting she, she, uh black is looked at as a uh an omen of sorts and so she's shunned by everyone and her parents uh, who own a fiefdom or whatever in like the countryside, they're only in the capital. And so they don't, they just neglect her. And so she just raises herself by going into the um, uh, killing wild animals. And she learns magic and just starts slaying things from an early age daily. And she, uh, she buys a, an experience up necklace, essentially a charm. Um, and she just uses that and she grinds daily up until like high school. And then she happens to get evaluated at uh, max level. So this one, 
it's entertaining. Uh, it's you know there's there's been similar stories to a certain extent. Um, you know, it's kind of like the side characters, uh, the princes. You know, like because she's quote unquote like a a villainous, you know, kind of person. Uh, the main love interests treat her like crap, and it's really annoying. And by episode three, like they bring, uh, at least they bring that into relevance to a certain extent. Being like, hey, we're like, uh, I, I was afraid they were just gonna like brush it under the rug and be like, yeah, we're just gonna ignore all that. But they actually make a little bit of note to it, and I'm like, all right, that's good. Um, I'm finding it entertaining as well, so I'm just going to stick with that. Um, and then one of the ones I was excited about, I did bring this up last time, but I'm mentioning it this time because this is getting dubbed now, is the wrong way to use healing magic. Um, three people get isekai'd, only two of them are the hero, the other guy is like extra baggage, and he happens to use healing magic. That's what he's evaluated for, so he gets kidnapped by a rescue team. Um, so it turns out that uh, for the battlefield, they're pretty much the med team, and their jobs are to run into the battlefield, grab the injured, and pull them to the back line, heal them, and like let them go again. Mm. Um, and so his his uh, the leader of that team is like the best equivalent is like the the worst drill sergeant you could ever get because they're like, well, as you run and as you're gonna, you, you know, you gotta build your stamina, so just run and don't stop running and. The moment you start to break down your muscles, just heal yourself. Continuously heal yourself so you're using up your your magic and building a higher magic pool and your stamina simultaneously. <laughs> um, and it's it's pretty good though. I I I really like the manga. I made it really far. Uh, there's so I'm probably if this were to get multiple seasons, the manga's been going for a while. So I'm probably into like season three. I would say. Um. So I have I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with this anime. But that's finally it got two episodes dubbed now. There's currently four subbed, so I would give that one a shot too if you get a chance. Nice. Um, yeah, that's there's 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 so much anime this season. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but those are the ones I really wanted to bring up. And like I said, some of them I mentioned from last week, but I'm glad that they're getting dubbed now. And yeah, so we'll see what else is uh to come coming out yet. So, but other than that, um, yeah, I guess. I talked about it last week too. I was starting uh, your recommendation for a book, uh, the audiobook um, Project Hail Mary. I finished that, and yeah, it was it was pretty great. Um, I it kind of I'm glad I'm glad it ended the way it did. It was like I found that really entertaining. Uh, the whole ride was pretty solid, and uh, the since I was going through the audiobook, I kind I I like the I forget their name now, but the person who read it, they were really, they did a really good job. I found. Yeah. The guy, the guy that reads it is, is pretty perfect, at least for the main, the main character. And then some of the other, some of the other characters I could criticize them on, but for for the main character, his voice and the way he acted, it was really spot on. Yeah. Cause in the beginning I'm like, his voice is maybe a little too soft, a little too this. And then as you learn the character and the, you know, backstory and stuff, I'm like, actually, this is pretty perfect. Um, and then, so that was Andy Weir. And then to finish off, I ended up actually, since the last time we did, I went through the uh, the Martian audiobook. Mm-hmm. And that one was uh, also, it's also Andy Weir. Uh, I've, this one was read by, um, uh, was that Will Wheaton? Really? Um, yeah. Uh, what's his face from Star Trek? Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. I 
did not like his voice for this read actually um he didn't do a bad job with the inflections but i think his voice over his tone and like presentation was always a little too wesley crusher rough. wesley crusher wesley okay. crusher here yeah. you go okay. that would have if you didn't get it you'd have called me in the middle of the night oh, being we... like just blatantly wesley crusher, wesley crusher. Uh, but yes <laughs> no yeah um i don't know why people hate will wheaton um, but I think that is what you're supposed to do is hate Will Whedon. Uh, it's kind of a running joke. I know we were talking about Critical Role earlier. It's a running joke on Critical Role for a long time um, that they hated Will Whedon as a, just as a joke. But I think there is also some real animosity there for him uh, in the, I know, I in know the gaming did, world. I know he was really pop, you know, he was – the thing is he really helped um, – put board games into the limelight with a uh, tabletop mm. and it was really good for the first like two seasons and then he became really popular got crowdfund like went to crowdfunding for the third season or something like that maybe fourth i don't remember if it went that far but i just know when that happened um the quality really dropped uh they would they played full sessions of these games with um errors and instead of just owning it he then blamed other people for those mistakes uh and he really threw them under the bus and it was like he came out really like it's one of those things that you know you you remember him fondly as like good vibe nostalgic like oh yeah this is great and you're going off those good vibes and then all of a sudden he like he hits peak um you know psychics or whatever it is like you know at the same time i think he was doing big bang and he was getting popular in that and other things and so oh, yeah so it, yeah. it feels like that ego had hit peak and then he just like uh, the moment things started going south, people were like, yep, you're a jerk now. That's at least, at least the vibe I got. And because of his attitude and because of the things he was getting wrong and just uh, I stopped watching tabletop altogether. And I, I just, you know, and it was unfortunate because I learned, a, you know, I got exposure to a lot of uh, board games overseas because uh, there's no other there wasn't a lot of content out there at the time. Um yeah, and so he really helped put a lot of that stuff. I feel like he really did promote a lot of that stuff and helped with the "quote unquote" golden age, um, at least letting people out out there know. Um, but once again, yeah. he just there's. I think that's where a lot of the that kind of attitude comes from. Yeah. And like I said, he he reads well, but it just his voice was just a little too gruff and a little too like, like it was just the opposite from how uh, the main character from uh, Project Hail Mary, where that voice was a little softer, a little you know whinier i guess like you know but it fits that it fits that character because you realize he's he's just an everyday kind of person he's a bit he's more a of scientist. an every man uh kind yeah. of voice to him yeah he, he's literally a middle school teacher in in project hail mary while you know the the martian he's he is an actual astronaut but i just felt like it was just i don't know it just felt like he if he if that if he was reading more of a quote-unquote macho character or like someone who was meant to be like a rugged like i can see him reading more of a military book and being like that fitting that vibe more but there was just something about his the the sound of his voice for that character it just came out a little too gruff and that was the only thing i kind of felt annoying it's like i don't because especially when you're hearing uh unfortunately maybe this is andy weir flaw but hearing certain phrases that he would use between both books um oh. like being elated and yeah. then having this guy with a gruffer voice say elated i'm like oh that just does not fit that character voice and mindset like um 
but yeah, I, like I, I enjoyed The Martian. It was better than uh, it was one of the things that I think the movie did a really good job. Uh, the ending is a little bit different, uh, a little more entertaining for you know for TV, but or for the for the big screen. Uh, but it is different from the the book, uh, but still satisfactory overall. And uh, I think it was it was one of those things that unfortunately the, the audiobooks there's there's a the crew and certain people's names like without it, you lose that like without having. I think uh, Andy Weir got better with his writing yeah. after The Martian because The Martian was very much a journal kind of blunt entries and it was kind of a little more jarring. Mm. Um, and I feel that his the way he writes in the flow got better from uh, uh, Artemis and then uh, Hail Mary, you know, so. But it's kind of funny because essentially it goes, The Martian is kind of, you know, small distance space travel artemis is full-on off earth you know moon colony and then it's uh international space travel or interstellar space travel not interstellar space travel for project hail mary so he's like goes further and further away yeah, yeah. Like away from earth and so now i'm expecting what if, if there's going to be in the next book okay now you gotta go interdimensional right um yeah i don't know what he's gonna do for whatever the next book is but uh yeah yeah you're right it's does seem to be going that way and i think i mean i'm yeah i've heard the martians really good i've saw the movie a long time ago um so i probably won't ever read it but i do i do want to read artemis and um it's like it was like 11 hours so that's one of the reasons why i was able to do it so quick it's such a short one and so it's like yeah that's no time at all so yeah all right uh but yeah thanks again for that recommendation for project hail mary um and that was totally worth it um yeah uh, outside of that uh if you guys made it to the end well thanks uh surprised why uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh i mean we're good to have in the background i suppose uh but no uh outside of that uh nick what are the what's the uh what's the word what's the good vibe you're going to give off to people um the good vibe is that um uh, you should always make sure to have three kinds of dairy in your fridge at all times, butter, milk, and cheese. You can swap out one of those for yogurt if you must, but that is, that is, um, just good etiquette. And if you're lactose intolerant, uh, no you don't exceptions. exist in his books. No exceptions. You still have to have, still have to have the dairy. All right. Uh, well, this has been a, another Dead Pixel, uh, episode 62. Uh, thank you all for sticking around, and until next time, take it easy. Bye.